Welcome back to 20s and where to find them. I'm G. And I'm Lena. And this is a podcast about navigating the best and the worst period of your life. Your 20s. Join us as we discuss personal stories, lived experiences, and chat to you and others about this wild part of life. Woo! (laughs) Hello! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to episode three. Or two. It depends what what order we're doing them in. I don't even know if our first one is going to be called Zero or not. Yeah. The third episode in total of 20s and where to find them. How's your week? It's been a good week. Busy. Busy? Yeah. Busy. Yeah. How's your week been? Also busy. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I've been like away on Mm. a little holiday between jobs, which we'll actually get to a bit later. But yeah, just spending some time... With my parents um, at their coastal home, oh, so and, nice. yeah, enjoying the ocean, which was very refreshing and nice. But um, then I feel like it's been busy the last like three days, like coming home, unpacking, getting ready for a new job, and uh, friends got married yesterday. Oh, so, cool. so beautiful! Yeah, acting like I didn't help with the getting ready <laughs> process. <laughs> yes, with the makeup, um, yeah. my hair. You didn't do my hair, but no. you, you saw it. It doesn't normally look like this. So. No, it's looking nice. <laughs> Thanks. The I like it. have held. I wish I could do this all the time. Mm. I'm unfortunately not that talented. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was your highlight, low light of the week? My highlight, I think, was the wedding yesterday. I think I'm like a big old romantic and I love love. And it was nice to see like our friends get married and... It was very them. It was a lot of their personality shone through and I think that always makes me feel happy. So, yeah. yeah, I did see <laughs> the pictures and I was like, oh man, low-key weddings really make me want to have a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a mixture of low-key and high-key. Like it was very like chill and them and the ceremony was really intimate and be- um, like sort of basic. It was in a park and it was like quite you know bare bones, organic feeling. Uh, the reception was like big party, it was a high Love energy. That. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. What about you? What was your highlight? My highlight was um, dipping my toes into some new things. Mm-hmm. So I've joined a running club. Nice. I am officially a recreational running club member, mm-hmm. and that's been really nice. So on a Tuesday night, I do a skill session up way far away from mm-hmm. me, which has been really nice. And also just trying new things like CrossFit has also been good this week. And that's just been something exciting, I think, to add to going back to work (laughs) this week. (laughs) Um, And also having a bedtime routine. I've really enjoyed having a bedtime routine. That's nice. It's been good for my sleep. I haven't had one because I've been, yeah, in between jobs. And I'm scared to try and get back into one tonight. I've been staying up too late watching nothing no get a book i know i have one it sits on my bedside table and it looks at me and i feel guilty gathers dust (laughs) (laughs) my low light was coming home from my parents house i flew in from canberra landed it was pouring of rain and cold and cloudy and i got the train home from the airport and had to walk up the hill and got absolutely drenched And then I was like, it's okay, it's fine. Like, I'm going to get home, jump straight in the shower, like, make a snack, unpack my bag, dry my things. And then I got home and there was no power in our apartment. 
And it made me so grumpy and I was hungry and <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> that was my low light. <laughs> when, why did the power go out? Was it because of the storm? No, we have this like building works going on in our apartment at the moment and uh, I think the construction workers during the day had like switched off a few of the apartments um, power to like do work mm. and they told me that it wasn't ours it was apartment five and 15 but ours happens to be next to one of those <laughs> so I feel like they switched ours off as well by accident and then proceeded to tell me that they hadn't done that and that um, maybe I just plugged in too many appliances because I'm a silly little girl. So we did eventually work out which switch it was. It was like hidden in the basement of the building yeah. kind of thing. So that's fine. That's fine, but, you know, they weren't going to help you. No, no, they were a bit rude. I think classic sort of like, oh, you're a dumbass because you're a girl and you don't know how to mm. switch power on or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's what an about you? living. <laughs> Uh, my low light was hurting my back mm. doing a Romanian deadlift because I am silly. <laughs> In my dipping my toes into new exercises, um, I tried one of those typical group fitness workout places, like at 45 and blah, 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 just a different type. And one of the exercises was to do, I think, 12 reps of RDLs. And I was doing them fine, but you really have to concentrate when you're doing that particular move and I lost concentration mm. on my very last rep and felt a twinge in my back oh. um, but then instead of stopping <laughs> like a normal human would mm. I proceeded to go to the next exercise which was back squats and that was fine because my back for some reason wasn't tensing up just mm. yet and then you'd think I'd stop there but no 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 I wanted to go try out that running club so I went and proceeded to run three kilometers and do a skill session um but that I think actually was quite good for my back because it stopped it from mm -hmm. tensing. And then the next morning I woke up and I messaged Jeannie like, <laughs> I don't think I can come to your house tonight. <laughs> I can't drive. Mm -hmm. um, my back is cramping up. I, I'm having a really bad time. But um, so that was definitely my low light. Yeah. Yeah. Backs are the, oh, they suck when you hurt them. Yeah, I never realised how much I actually use my back for I mean, everything. it carries you around. I know. <laughs> I know it does, but I'm just sitting down, standing up. Like when I was moving, walking was yeah, fine, yeah. but it was when I was sitting. Yeah, sitting was really was like hard. Going to the toilet was really hard. <laughs> and then I had to go back to work on the Friday and it was a little bit better by then. Uh, so it was okay. Mm. But um, yeah, no, when you're doing Romanian deadlifts, core, make sure your you core. concentrate and squeeze your core. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah, great. So this challenge that you set last time about screen time, how did, <laughs> how did you go? I went really well. Mm. I went really well. Um, and I got my notification today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember, I think last time I said I was on like five hours and 30 something minutes. Yeah. I've gone down to three hours and oh. 20 minutes a day. That's good. Yeah. Three hours isn't very much, really. Oh, in my head, it's a lot. But, like, <laughs> it's a lot better than it was. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for how much we use our phones. Like, you use your phone for, for like, a lot of stuff that you need. That's like, true. I don't know, maps or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it counts maps as screen time, though. I think if it's open, anytime your screen is, like, open, oh. it counts. It. Oh. 
Yeah. What about mm. you? I failed. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to caveat it with I did use my phone to watch like an hour long video on the flight up to my family. So I feel like that skewed my data. <laughs> Because <laughs> normally I wouldn't be like watching that much stuff on my phone, but I did that and um, it went up. But I also think, yeah, not working is not good for not using a phone. That's then that's why mine was so high is because now that I'm back at work, my phone just kind of lives yeah. in my drawer mm. and I don't look at it during the day. Yeah, but it wasn't a waste of time. I think it definitely made me like more conscious mm. Um and uh, still, I think it was something I'll keep working on, especially like the Instagram thing, like I mentioned last time, I think yep. I kept pressing like ignore to my little thing. So I've noticed like the last few days I've been better about that. I've like haven't ignored it that much. But um, yeah, it's really easy to make excuses too. I think I find yeah. like I'll be like, oh, well, I can press ignore today because like I'm using my Instagram a lot because I'm at an event or something. I don't know. Just yeah. excuses. But anyway, we'll. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe you get there. <laughs> well, it's good to be aware of it, I think. Mm. There you go. Should we do a, a little question? A little question time. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Did you want to pull one out of here or do you have a. No, a I don't in have. Mind? No, I don't. I don't have the brain capacity for that <laughs> this week. I, <laughs> I thought of one, but it's now gone. Okay, great. I love that we're in the same kind of headspace today. That's good. Yeah. Uh, actually, I remembered it. Ah. That's how my brain works. I just talk in circles until it comes back. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. And how far is your current job now from that? Oh, it is so far. <laughs> so... I wanted to be a fashion designer. Ooh, me too, me too. Yeah. (laughs) I watched a lot of That's So Raven Mm. when I was growing up and she was just so cool (laughs) and I really looked up to that character and um, that's actually the reason I don't like mushrooms because Raven didn't like mushrooms and was allergic. So for the longest time I thought I was allergic to mushrooms because Raven was allergic to mushrooms. (laughs) Have you actually <laughs> tried a mushroom? <laughs> Please tell me you've tried a mushroom now. Yes, and I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> I still stand by that. <laughs> but it could be like a subconscious thing where I don't want to let Raven down, you know? <laughs> oh. oh. You're missing out. I love mushrooms. Oh, disgusting. They're great. Anyway, so yeah, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Then I remember coming to Australia and doing my first sewing class and all you had to do was sew a straight line (laughs) on like a little piece of cloth um, with the needle and thread and then follow and then some were like little curves and everything Mm. and oh, it was a disaster. (laughs) And then the teacher said to me, Lena, please come see me after this. (laughs) And I had to let go of my fashion designer dream. Just from one class. I also loved the drawing process. I think for me it was more about designing the dresses or like stuff like that. Yeah. More so than actually making them. Yeah. Um, And now I'm a teacher, so. That's fair. Quite far, quite far. Yeah, yeah. 
I definitely went through like a fashion design phase as well, but I think my favorite and earliest career ambition was to be an astronaut. But then at the same time, I also wanted to be a ballerina. So I used to tell people that I wanted to be the first ballerina to dance on the moon. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's easy to say that what I currently do now is very far from either of those aspirations. I'm not even sure if that's like, could I make a career out of that? I'm sure I could write a book if I'd been the first ballerina to dance on the moon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would sell. Yeah. That would I think so. I'd read it. Yeah, I'd read it too. <laughs> but like, what are the logistics of that? Yeah. I'm because could you dance on the moon? Yeah. But you've got to wear that suit. <laughs> got to wear the astronaut suit. You can't just wear your little ballerina outfit. The <laughs> custom suit with a tutu. That I would have created. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> epic pairing. Epic. Sadly let down by my uh, lack of uh, graceful dancing ability. <laughs> I won't say lack of dancing ability. I think I'm quite a good dancer, but um, not in a structured ballerina way. Mm. And also let down by the fact that Australia doesn't have a space program, so I can't be an astronaut. Do we not? Not really. We've sent a astronaut to the International Space Station, but we don't have like a program like the US or Canada or someone does where you can like train to be an astronaut as such. Oh. I think that might change, but um, I think it's a bit late for me Yeah, and my lack of aerospace knowledge. knowledge. Big space nerd, love space. Love but space, yeah. Yeah, don't think I'll get to go to the moon anytime soon. No. Sadly. That's always <laughs> been on my bucket list to go to the moon. To go to as the if moon. It's <laughs> They're building a base. 2040, NASA wants a base there. <laughs> don't think it'll be open to the public, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Space One tourism. One dream. Yeah. So I always say, for my 100th birthday, I would like a space cruise. If you make it to 100. <laughs> I will. Oh, my goddamn space cruise. <laughs> That was a really good question. I actually really like that one. Thanks. Glad I remembered it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. I think that makes a nice segue to our theme of today. I agree. Do you want to introduce the theme? So the theme today, in the spirit of me going back to work, (laughs) um, I thought we could talk about that. Mm. So just jumping back into a career after taking a year off. Yeah. And G is about to start a new job. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to talk about our feelings around those two things, our highs and lows, and a bit about work-life balance. Yeah. Um, It's not going to be the first time we talk about careers. This is one of many segments. Absolutely. And I think we definitely, you hopefully in the future will not just hear from us and our perspectives on like jobs and career and work. I want to talk to a whole lot of people and want to talk to you guys as well and just hear so much because there's so many different ways to do a career to have jobs in your 20s and beyond and like yeah there's just so much but I think just as a like dip our dip our toe in exactly. get excited about the future bit of a taster a bit of a taster yeah so I hope you guys find this valuable and um maybe take some things away from it that can help mm. you or like they're relatable or maybe you even have things that can help us yeah if you have any <laughs> advice please Send them through. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, we have our social media up and running. Yeah. Um, And you can DM us. DM us. That's right. (laughs) 
great. So do you want to give like a little snippet of your like career and like the break you had last year mm. for those that maybe like didn't listen in the first episode or just like as a bit of a recap anyway? Because I think you're, yeah, you, you have quite an interesting little, oh, little tale. So I'm a teacher for those of you who are new and I started teaching the year COVID hit. So it was definitely not the normal (laughs) way to start teaching. And then the second year, same thing, especially in Melbourne, a lot of in and out of lockdowns, a lot of online learning, on-site learning. So I decided I need a break. So I took a year off and went to see my family because I really missed them in Canada. And then after a year away, I decided, okay, I'm ready to go back to teaching. And this week was the first week back. Now, teaching in itself is a whole thing, (laughs) but coming back to teaching was just a lot of information overload this week. And it's crazy how quickly the human brain forgets <laughs> how to do things. I'd forgotten how to, my printing code, I'd forgotten how to print in general, <laughs> who I needed to ask for what, little things like that, but then they quickly come back to you. Yeah. Um, so you didn't teach at all in your year off, did you? No, no yeah. teaching in my year off. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Quebec did not want me as a teacher. <laughs> They didn't recognise my qualifications and Mm. on top of that, they don't pay their teachers very well at all compared to how we pay our teachers. Mm. Um, And teachers here complain about their salary (laughs) all the time, like I complain about mine, but it is relatively high compared to other parts of the world, I've found. I think just in general, we should pay teachers more. You guys are responsible for so much. For For little minds. (laughs) Little minds, indeed, Um. yeah. Yeah. Okay. What feels good about being back though? Okay. So being (laughs) back, I like that I have routine again. Yeah. That's really good for my brain because Mm -hmm. I like that I wake up, I do my little morning routine spiel and then I go to work and at work, I'm very much at work. It gives me a purpose. Yeah. Which I felt like I didn't have last year because Mm -hmm. I had no structure. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I go home and I go back to my personal life. Mm-hmm. So that's been really good. It's been really nice to see all my colleagues again, yeah. especially two of them I'm really, really close to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've created a very special bond and it feels like home when I'm with them and it yeah. feels safe. Um, so that was really exciting. I've enjoyed seeing students mm-hmm. again, ones I've taught in the past, as well as meeting my new classes. Yeah. I'm teaching year 11 for the first time this year, which Mm -hmm. is really exciting. And it's different to the junior levels because this is very much so the ones that I have chosen to do French and that I've dedicated to it. Whereas year 10, they've chosen it, but they're still not quite sure that they want to do it for VCE. Whereas this, I have a beautiful class of 12 students Mm. and it's good for all sorts of things because it makes the classroom feel a lot, I don't know, safer and comfortable and everyone's at ease with one another. Yeah. Um, so I've enjoyed that aspect and also just learning new things. Mm. Like I said, with year 11, I haven't taught it before and I'm enjoying the process of learning how to teach it. I've got the plan that one of the previous teachers who's taught it has left me and it's been challenging, but also a little bit fun trying to make it more laner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that includes a lot of PowerPoints. Yeah, usually. I've yeah. seen some of your PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> They're very uh, colourful and interactive. Yeah. Yeah. So... Being back at school is good, but also I yeah. have other things to say about it. But what, we can What's like the lows then? The lows? Yeah. Like I said before, information overload. It's just, it's been a lot to process. Mm. I also feel 
like my organizational skills are being recognized but not in the way that I would like them to yeah in terms of people continuously ask me information (laughs) and I know it's not their intention to annoy me in that way (laughs) (laughs) but little things that come up in emails Mm. and I would like my colleagues to read their emails mm-hmm. instead of relying on me to yeah. give out that information, yeah. especially for things that don't really concern me because, yeah, mm. it's just easy. Every day, just read your emails and then you're up to date on where you have to be and when. Yeah. Um, so little things like that have annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> my office is quite crowded this year, so much so that they've even put in desks mm. to cater to all the language teachers that are in that space. Um, and it can get quite noisy yeah. when everyone is in there. Um, so I always have to remember to bring my headphones. Mm. But even then, noise cancelling is not enough. <laughs> and I guess I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a low. I'm tired. Um, and like the morning traffic and afternoon traffic doesn't help Mm. um the afternoon is way worse than the morning traffic and it's even more annoying because you just want to get home yeah exactly uh so they're like little things that have been lows of being back at work Mm. and I think just getting back into the swing of it I feel like the start of the year or the start of a new job is always just so a lot yeah was very different from like controlling your own time which I imagine is what your year felt like last year yeah where you were in charge of what you do and when you do it Mm. to an extent when you work for someone else that's definitely something I struggle with just in general is like it it's hard to be like oh I am this portion of my day is largely controlled by other people and even if that's like not necessarily like the tasks you're doing at work because you know hopefully they're things you like or they're things you at least have like you know signed up to do Mm. as part of your job but it's the like commuting thing as well it can be like oh this is something I have to do to get to a job yeah but you don't have a choice of when you have to do that drive for instance because you have to be there by a certain time which sounds really silly maybe but I feel like that's the bit that uh, that always like I don't know irks me a bit I'm like I just want to make my own schedule exactly (laughs) and that's the thing but then part of me really likes that someone's making Mm. my schedule for me because it's something I don't have to think about yeah which I think was the also a con of last year was that I had to just kind of make it up all the time and make my own decisions whereas this is like all right today I'm teaching year eight year 11 and year 10 at this time and this time and I have a break here and there yeah it's definitely a double-edged sword I think you have like the the mental load of making your own day and your own routine and if that changes you know every day or every week or every like month um that can be really exhausting Mm. not that I've ever like fully worked for myself but I imagine that that's what What some people feel like but also on the other side I find it sometimes it can be tiring to be like I know I have to be here by eight or nine and I know I have to stay until five or whatever and Mm. then I have to take half an hour to get home or yeah and just like knowing that that big block of time is someone else's yeah yeah I agree how are you feeling about starting a new job yeah excited mostly I think I've been really fortunate in that I met the team that I'll be in I met them a couple of weeks ago so Mm. one of my colleagues who I actually used to work with and sort of kind of the reason that I'm 
that I got onto this role. He is one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. <laughs> and he's been really lovely and helpful in terms of like, yeah, he set up a coffee like two weeks ago. So I know where the office is already. I know like some people in my team. So at least like that daunting part of starting a new job is removed. Like I've done the, the commute already. Yeah. And yeah, know like what people look like and where to get good coffee. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, starting a new job, always nervous because it's new you're going to feel like you don't know what you're doing for like at least a good month to probably six months to be honest (laughs) so that's always daunting but I think I've started a new job plenty of times before (laughs) now (laughs) I'm a seasoned new job professional (laughs) so I think I know that that's how I'll feel and I like at least I'm in the headspace of knowing that I'll probably feel like a dumbass for about for a few months I'm excited by the new challenge and by hopefully work that's a little bit more impact driven than I've done before which should be good yeah um, I'm excited by the fact that the commute's only about 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> so lucky. Um, which is nice. Or that I can walk if I wanted to. Um, the walk would not be 15 minutes, but I, the option there, yeah, it's close enough. Fair. Yeah, so I think feeling like a mixture of excited, but I'm sure I'll feel like nervous when I walk through the mm. doors tomorrow. Yeah. But I think for me, as I sort of like touched on before, I've started a few jobs before in my quite like short full-time working life. Like I've been working full-time now since October 2020, but I've had, this is kind of my fourth job in that time. (laughs) Not that like any of them have been super horrendous or like I've been fired or anything. I just like have had a bit of trouble finding out like what exactly I want to do. And the only way you're going to find out is by trying different things yeah exactly so I think though for me I get like nervous that because I've felt like that for the last three years Nelly being like oh that sounds exciting I'll give it a go and then still feeling like not sure that this is actually for me or feeling a bit bored easily or restless yeah um and then maybe being like oh maybe I should just try something else I get nervous that I'm gonna feel like that in the next job that I do and I'm hopeful for this one like I think it it sounds like it aligns with with me and my values and what I want to be doing more and that's something that's really exciting me about this role but I guess yeah I'm like that have this existential (laughs) dread of being like what if I just hate work and what if I feel like that forever and it doesn't matter what I'm doing I just don't like work yeah um but (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) we'll see I definitely feel you on the Maybe not that I hate work, but I get bored Mm. very easily. Mm. And I remember leading up to this full-time job, I had so many casual jobs Yeah, because I felt like I always hit a point where I was like, right, well, I'm not learning anything Mm. new. My brain's not being challenged anymore and I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the max I kept a job was a year. Yeah. In my casual I think I was similar, about yeah. a year and a half for me with like casual work and similar now as well. Like I think, yeah, I just felt that that nervousness or not nervousness, sorry, like that like restlessness of like not learning anymore or mm. being doing the same things. Yeah. Or feeling like the values of the work that I'm doing are not aligning with what I want to yeah. be doing with my time every day. Yeah. So that's like definitely like the downsides of a new job. But I think there's like lots of good things. I'm looking forward to like meeting mm. a bunch of new people and maybe you know making new friends. I love 
collecting yeah. friends along the way. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So looking forward to to that. So. Since you're about to go back to work, mm. do you have a plan in terms of your work life balance? Yeah. Especially because I assume some days you'll be working from home. Um, I think so. I've sort of yeah. got to like feel out the team rhythm a bit, but I know that there are people that work from home um, a few days a week. Yeah, I think in my head I'm like I'm keen to go into the office a bit more because it's close, but I still have my setup at home, so I'll be there a bit. I think mm, work-life balance, uh, something I prioritise maybe at times too much. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because Close at the your end ears. of the day, future bosses. <laughs> yeah, look, I am definitely a strong believer in like, you should work to live, not live to work. Mm. We have such a finite time on this earth and work, unless it's, you know, something you are one of the few lucky people that is doing work that also like fills your cup to the brim with whatever it is that feels that, then I think life is just too short to be yeah, I agree. slaving away, especially if it's for someone else. <laughs> life is too short to be making money Working for someone for else. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I think like work, life balance, high priority for me and complementary to other values I have around like where my family and friends sit in my priority but in terms of like plans and strategies for it, I think I tend to schedule my days a little bit in advance. So being like looking at the week ahead and knowing, okay, these are the days I'm going to do this type of exercise on or I have these like social commitments on. And then just being like sure that I'm in a place where my work is able to finish to let me do those things. And I know that's like a bit of a wishy-washy answer. Like it's not like a clear structure and obviously it depends on your type of work or your yeah. workplace and the culture and stuff. But I think for me, I'm like, try to be like, I know I'm going to start at this time and then I'm going to try to be in a good enough position to finish at this time. Yeah. That actually serves as a good motivator throughout the day because, you know, hopefully unless something goes really wrong and there's like uncontrollables, I can be like, okay, well, if I don't put my head down and do this work, then I'm not going to be able to leave at the time that I want to leave. Or if I spend, you know, half an hour flicking through my phone instead of like actually doing what I need to be doing, I'm going to either leave feeling like I haven't done everything I need to do and be in a crap position tomorrow or I'm going to feel like I need to stay later because I haven't done yeah. what I need to do. I hope that answers yeah. your question. <laughs> that makes sense. That answers my question. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, I think for me, it's just like a value thing. It's like I know what's important to me mm. and I would struggle to work for somewhere and people that didn't mm. sympathise and empathise with that. Yeah. 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 I feel like the school that I work with is very big on that, especially I saw it a lot during lockdown mm. where they would very much tell us take the time to do stuff for yourself yeah. because I feel like when as a teacher you're working at home you feel the need to overcompensate mm. and constantly be doing stuff for the children um <laughs> <laughs> but they were very good at telling us you can log off yeah like yeah I think setting boundaries is very important absolutely I think boundaries and leadership and I think maybe this is something we can actually talk to some people about because I have some really good mentors that have served me well in my like career so far and that I really value their like advice on this sort of stuff where 
like a culture of work-life balance doesn't come from like you at the bottom being the most junior person being like right I'm leaving every day at five because I've got like beers to drink and things to do yeah (laughs) it like really comes from the top of organizations and management being and respecting that you're like a whole person you're not just someone that's coming to be productive and make the money or Mm. do whatever you're being employed to do but you're actually someone that has like family and friends or interests and hobbies and bare minimum someone that has like health and wellness (laughs) you need to you know have time to cook yourself a nutritious dinner go for a walk or a run walk your dog pick your kids up from school whatever it is like you're a whole human and going to work hopefully is you know only eight hours of your day and your identity and yeah some of like the leaders that I really look up to actually make sure that that's Mm. like embedded through and not just in the sense of being like, oh, you know, make sure you go home and get your kids or leave, letting you leave at four to get your kids and mm. then log back on at six or whatever. It's even just things like asking about that stuff and like knowing what your colleagues or your employees are actually like do outside of work. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah. I think like the best interview question I was asked actually at the place I'm about to start work at is like, what do you like doing other than work, like outside mm. of work? It wasn't like, tell me how you can be the best employee ever and just do whatever we tell you to do. It was like, what do you actually do yeah. with your life? And Who you, are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think being a teacher, it's very important for me to have those aspects of my mm. life in check because I can't teach if I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, And students can see right through you. <laughs> I even had one student mm. one time notice that I was not doing okay. And instead of asking me, <laughs> Miss, are you doing okay? <laughs> He said, Miss, you look like shit today. (laughs) (laughs) And I know the intention (laughs) was kind. (laughs) But words are not year eight's forte. So, yeah, yeah, I think work-life balance, especially when you're a teacher, is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, you said it perfectly. I think you can't teach if you're not okay. And I think that that extends to most jobs. Yeah. On this planet, it's like you can't do well well, and you can't concentrate and you can't no. just be good at your job if you're not looking after you. Do you have advice for someone who is going to start a new job since you are a seasoned, <laughs> seasoned professional? professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I think I have advice on lots of things unsolicited most of the time (laughs) no I think if you're about to start a new job whether it's your first job or you know it's a new new job like a new career Mm. or you're like you know moving jobs into the same kind of career or promotion whatever I think as cheesy as it is is just like one be yourself (laughs) and two ask lots and lots of questions like don't sit there and think and I've definitely made this mistake before like don't think that people expect you to know what's going on and have all the answers on your first day on your first week within your first year even even if you're like going into the new role as a CEO like if it's if it's literally brand new company and space to you you're not gonna know like you're not gonna know what people's names are where the printer is where whatever is like just ask because it's so much better to be like, hey, Lena, what does Susie do? Does yeah. she know where the printer is? Yeah. <laughs> then exactly. be like, just sit there and be like, oh, I have to kind of make this up and then make a mistake. And then mm. people will just be like, oh, mm. why, why didn't yeah. you just ask? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask the questions. Despite me 
previously saying <laughs> that I was annoyed at people asking me questions. <laughs> mm. This was not someone that was new. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> a new person can ask all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's definitely when I started my first job ever full time. I think mm. I felt quite shy and like oh I want these people to think I know what I'm doing yeah um so I didn't probably ask as many questions as I should whereas mm. like of course I didn't know what I was doing I'd never worked full-time before never been in no, that exactly job whatever but yeah yeah do you have any advice for people that are looking to take a break from their career mm-hmm. just to shake it up because you you have a unique perspective on that I think go for it <laughs> first of all if you're thinking about it it's obviously a sign or a small sign that something isn't working for you right now and mm-hmm. something isn't sparking joy mm. in your career yeah and just take it I feel like workplaces now are very empathetic in terms of different people's situations mm. And so asking for that time off, however long it may be, is always something I would recommend. And having that conversation with your boss, your manager, whoever's in charge of you, and just explaining that you want some time off. Now, of course, it really just depends on where you work and your relationships with the people you work with um, and what their values are. But I think most workplaces are very much inclined to give you time off, especially if they value your work Mm. and want you to come back to work for them. Um, So asking is always good. And then taking that time off, but then being aware that coming back can be quite a lot on the brain Mm. um, and very challenging, especially if you've taken a year off where you don't really have to organise much. I know that coming back now, I've had to really organize myself again at the beginning of the week Mm. in terms of knowing what's coming up yeah and doing those little things that I used to do but have kind of lost how Mm. um so training myself up again I guess that's my advice and a really big one and this is my cliche (laughs) saying of the day is don't let yesterday cloud today Mm. um I said that to my boyfriend the other day and I was really (laughs) proud of that one (laughs) But say you had a bad day at work or Mm. say something's not really going well for you. Don't let what happened the day before cloud the day that's coming ahead. Because you never know. Something great might happen. Yeah. Um, So I guess that's my advice. I don't know (laughs) if that answered your question at all, if I like derailed completely. No, I think it did. And I I think we've like touched on so many like little bits Mm. that we could dive right into because I think... I'd love to have a discussion with you and maybe some other people that have done it as well about like what taking like a year or six months like off actually yeah. like feels like and what you feel like it did for your career like whether you think it like helped you yeah. or it hindered you because I know that it's something a lot of people in their 20s and sometimes even like later in life think about doing but people get a bit nervous of like what does that look like for money or mm. for you know my career progression or whatever it might yeah. be so yeah maybe we can talk about that another time I agree. <laughs> those are my thoughts mm, I like on it. that and also just don't talk negatively about the week ahead yeah like when you're in a career for a little while it can be very easy to be like ah oh, I have to do this again today <laughs> oh, I have this class today mm. but just don't because I'm a big believer in law of attraction <laughs> and I think if you just not maybe talk positively but if you just kind of accept the way things are yeah and you don't automatically assume it's going to go badly mm. it'll make your week a lot better and take a massive load off your shoulders yeah absolutely yeah And I think, like, the mundane can be exciting sometimes and, like, you don't know what's going to happen every day. Yeah. 
that time that we were all in lockdowns and all stuck in like Zoom meetings all the time and that was like felt like monotonous and stuff and then one day we were in a Zoom meeting and Melbourne had an earthquake. That was really novel. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> and I thought it was the washing machine in my house. <laughs> I didn't know why that just came to my mind, but I was like, you don't know. You no, don't know you what's going to happen. Exactly. It could be something you talk about for ages. But I anyway. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the spirit of new weeks and like going ahead, do you have anything to recommend me for my week and everyone else? I do, and I think you really need to get this because okay. you would love it. <laughs> I've been Go waiting for it. it. <laughs> um, so in the spirit of having a really good bedtime routine, I also mm. have a really good morning routine. Ooh. And that is thanks to my sunrise alarm clock. Oh, what is that? Well, gee, let me tell you. <laughs> do they want to sponsor us? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, it's just off Amazon. Mm. But... One of my really good friends got me a sunrise alarm clock for my birthday. And essentially, it's just an ordinary alarm clock. Mm -hmm. But you can set it to a certain time and it'll slowly light up and light up your room with a sound of your choice. So I've chosen ocean waves because I want to mimic the fact that I live by the ocean (laughs) um, as my alarm. And so Mm -hmm. it helps the fact that my phone's not in my room at night, Mm. which is good. Um, But it also makes my waking up time really gentle yeah and so I've been getting out of bed really easily mm. because I'm like oh this is so gentle and calming and soothing and nice yeah and I feel like now with the days slowly getting darker mm. and sunrise is taking a lot longer mm. it really helps my SAD as well yeah and it's been good for that and also it has a sunset feature oh and I've been using that for my bedtime routine oh so I turn it on for 30 minutes yeah and it slowly dims the light. Yeah. And I read my book. And then when I can't read my book anymore because the light is too oh, dim, you know it's I know it's to time to go to bed. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I actually do really like the sound of yes. that. I might Google that <laughs> on my way home. Um, yeah, that sounds really good. Because I'm always saying to Sam, like, I should put my phone on charge, like, not in the bedroom. Because I end up just, like, watching YouTube and thinking that that's the way that I should fall asleep. Is not. No. All those thinking it is it's not um but I always go oh but my alarm like I need to wake up and I don't Mm. think I I get nervous that I wouldn't hear it if it's in our lounge room yeah but I like the sound of that yeah especially if you need noise to fall asleep yeah I do Um, well there you go so the sunset feature is really good Mm. for that because it you can mimic again other sounds okay like birds chirping I don't know whatever if you also go there's rain features yeah it really helps and the sound dims as well so it really helps you fall asleep nicely okay i'm gonna look at that that's mm. good i'll like it um i'll have to convince sam that it, he'll have to wake up at the same time as me. <laughs> no, most of the time during the week like we're lucky you have the similar schedule so wakes up it's just like the odd occasion i get up a bit earlier yeah yeah well, there you mm. go. sounds good i'll check it out mm. what's yours my recommendation, it's a little bit of a sombre one, um, but I don't know if you have come across their Australian writer and journalist, Natalie Fornese, before. No. So she was a journalist and writer from Sydney, and she actually passed away earlier this month from a long battle with melanoma that mm. she's had on and off since her early 20s. And I, I don't want to share too much of her story because I think 
she's done a really excellent job of sharing it over the years. I just wanted to mention that her Instagram is now being run by her husband and there's a really lovely post that he put up in honour of her and that just sort of um, is a good avenue to go see her story and to recommend yeah reading about her and her life and also to get your skin checked and everyone to get their skin checked because she was a big um, obviously a big advocate of doing so and she had even worked with like skincare lines and stuff to you know make products that help um, protect you from the sun and things like that but I think in especially in Australia it's so important to get your skin checked and we spend so much time in the sun and Mm. the sun is so bloody harsh here (laughs) that it's kind of inescapable that you do get damaged at some point throughout your life in Australia whether or not you spend a lot of time deliberately in the sun but I just wanted yeah to recommend that everyone gets skin check it's really easy to do through your GP most GP clinics in Australia have someone that has the qualification to check your skin it's a pretty quick appointment usually only takes about 10 to 20 minutes and their GP will check you everywhere and if anything spikes any alarms then um, they'll be able to pick it up really quickly for you because that's I guess the good side of melanoma is if you do find it early it's quite quite preventable and and treatable Mm. but yeah recommend everyone getting a skin check or if even better if you are someone that's in charge of a workplace or an organization like you can even get people to come into the workplace and do skincare checks for your staff on site so save everyone the trouble (laughs) of going there so yeah yeah, that's my little reco (laughs) i love that reco i really need to go and do that yeah i've been telling myself to go and i just get scared yeah, I, I do it once a year. I think it was definitely something I didn't do until maybe like three years ago. And mm. um, like a friend of mine who spends a lot of time outdoors in swimming and stuff was like, yeah, I get it done every year. Just the same time that I get an STI check, I get a skin t- check. Yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, tick it off and then go again next year. Mm, fun. Yeah. I need to add that to my list of ongoing medical appointments I need to <laughs> go to, including yeah. my pap smear. Nice, good. Yeah. We love health and health. happy bodies. Yeah. Healthy and happy bodies. That's <laughs> a really good recommendation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. challenge? I came up with it last time so now it's your turn. I think it's my turn. Look, not gonna lie to you, I did make this up on the fly about 20 minutes ago (laughs) or whenever the start of the episode was when you said yeah you have a sore back. I'm gonna challenge both of us because it's something I've been trying to build a habit out of for a while now too is to do 10 minutes of stretching every day. That's so long. Fine, five minutes. Okay, thank you. Five minutes <laughs> of stretching. You can do it in front of the TV or like whatever, put it in as part of your bedtime routine or your getting up routine or something. I think just stretch it out, make do a bit have, of... Do you have specific exercises that you would like us to do? Well, I think you should stretch your back. <laughs> so just like that the one where you lie on the ground yes. and you pull it yes. over. And then... um. I think I should stretch my glutes more too. Yes, I agree. If you're with running, you, yeah. you use them a lot. Yeah, do a little yes. stretch, stretch party. All right, deal. <laughs> Five minutes every night, and we will reconvene. Yeah, next week. See how if you feel more limber. Limber. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it for us today. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck in your second week of work. Thank you. Good luck with your new job. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and we will speak to you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
This podcast was recorded at the Victorian State Library on Rwandri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.